Hello, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Chase, episode five with Justin Anderson and Dylan Kaniski. As you may have noticed, we haven't been uploading in a little while, and that's just because during the summer months at our latitude in Canada here, we kind of lose our night sky for about a month and a half, two months-ish, and there hasn't been any aurora. And on top of that, um, it, it's not only harder to view the aurora, but the data has also been absolutely like just terrible. We haven't seen anything really significant happening on the sun. And if it has, it's been facing away from Earth. So we got a little bit lazy. We haven't been uploading, but we just got back from a nice little adventure. Justin came out here to Alberta. He's going to talk all about that. And we had a nice weekend out shooting uh, Milky Way and all kinds of cool photos. So that's what we're going to get into. This. That's what we're going to get into today. So I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, it's great to be back. Finally, uh, it feels like forever since we last recorded an episode. It's been a little while. Yeah, well, like Dylan said, I just got back from a trip from Alberta. I took a quick drive up from Manitoba all the way up to Alberta, only about 11 hours, and I uh, was able to photograph the Milky Way in the mountains. So that's what we're going to be talking about this uh, this episode. I'll start out. My uh, my first night was actually a full full blown failure, and the best trips or the best uh, episodes start out with failure. So. Uh, Thursday night, because I can't drive full 11 hours after working an 8-hour day, I uh, left Thursday right after work, worked a full 8 hours, and then hopped in the car and started driving towards Alberta. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not Superman. I can't drive a full-blown uh, 11 hours after working all, all day long, so I had to make a quick pit stop in uh, the Great Sandhills in Saskatchewan, which is about 8 hours from me. So I stopped in Great Sandhills on Thursday night to take some photos of the stars, and it's gorgeous Bortal 1 skies. So the darkest skies you can find in all of Saskatchewan, and uh, really cool sand dunes and all that. So I camped out there for a night in the back of my car, but unfortunately it actually rained all day long uh, when I got before I got there. So the sand dunes were completely soaked in, in water, and uh, there was no form, there was no nothing exciting about them. So it was all just really flat sand, and uh, really the entire night was a failure to me. I tried to set up and do a little bit of tracking, but I just really was too tired to, uh, to enjoy it. So I decided to sleep instead of taking photos, and uh, was pretty disappointed by that. So um, I think I got about two, three hours of sleep that night, and then woke up around six o'clock in the morning when the sun rose and was on the road to Calgary. Um, I got to Calgary Friday around noon and then slept for most of the day. And uh, I think Friday night was when I, my friend and I decided to meet up with Dylan out in Two Jack Lake and start off with taking some photos. Yeah, we started off at Two Jack Lake. We got there for around sunset-ish, kind of blue hour. Um, and that's kind of where the night started. Um, that night wasn't supposed to be like a shoot and move kind of night, but it ended up kind of turning into that. We went to a few different locations. And let me tell you, I do not regret that. There was the conditions that we had on the weekend were some of the best you could find in the summer in Banff. Uh, still water literally looked like a mirror. So many great locations. Every location we went to just got better and better. Um, the only the only ripe I have with that night is the fucking the stupid mosquitoes at Vermilion Lakes were outrageous. If you're ever there in the summertime, bring a lot of bug spray. But or try not to get off the trail because that's that's what we did. We got off the trail at Vermilion Lakes and we walked into the long grass, and that's when the mosquitoes and the bats started to become a problem. Yeah, so we were just 
Yeah, if you're going to go there, don't get into the long grass. <laughs> yeah, we were just disturbing them walking through there, and they did not like it. But yeah. it was totally worth it. We got some awesome photos, beautiful reflections. You could actually see the stars reflecting off the water, which is something I've never seen before. And I've only been, I mean, I've only been here for a few years, but very rare conditions to find. This is like what people and photographers dream of seeing when they come out to the mountains. But I think yeah. my my favorite part of the night was um, so we went to Two Jack and then we went to Vermilion Lakes, two classic locations, and then we went somewhere that like it should be a classic in my opinion. Every photographer should go there, but you don't see too many people actually shooting there at night. But we went to Cascade Ponds, which is absolutely beautiful. I did not take advantage of it as much as I wanted to. I really only shot like one or two scenes, but my photos came out great, man. Beautiful reflections and just perfect imagery. And um, it's just such a beautiful location. You have these nice arching bridges that go over these beautiful little ponds. Um, it's You get these beautiful flowers in the summertime too and like the daytime that you can see kind of off in the meadows they have around the ponds. It's just a beautiful location. I had the time of my life just going around and shooting those. And I know Justin got some great photos of some uh, the the red can uh, Canada chairs that are really popular. Those are great. Yeah, there's some really nice chairs you can sit in there and take in some stargaze. And the nice thing about Cascade Ponds, too, is there's a pretty good north-facing view. There was actually Aurora out that night, too. Uh, some of my Manitoba counterparts were posting in, in my Manitoba group that there was some fantastic Aurora out. And it was a very brief but very purple Aurora show. Unfortunately, we missed it because we were really focusing towards the south. But I don't really regret it because, I mean, our view was pretty fantastic to start off with. but. Uh, yeah, it's got a really great view towards the south as well as towards the north if you're ever wanting to go for some northern light action. But yeah, our night basically started out at Two Jack. We, I think there was probably about 15 people along the shoreline, not including us, set up with cameras, taking some photos of the stars. And it's pretty cool to meet new photographers. I think between Dylan and I, we met a few, few new photographers out there. And, we went for a brief walk and found our own unique composition as well and um, tried some different spots. But yeah, we went straight to Vermilion right around 2 o'clock in the morning because we knew that the sun was going to be rising soon. So around, I think it was around 1.30, 2 o'clock, we took off to Vermilion Lakes and got the, the great shot of Vermilion off in the distance. But we actually focused a lot towards uh, shooting the Milky Way, which is... Um, towards a different mountain, not even towards Vermilion. But like Dylan said, our mosquitoes were pretty bad, and even my Manitoba blood wasn't even used to those mosquitoes, so we had to take off pretty quickly. We got some really good shots at, at Vermilion, and then uh, finished off the night at Cascade. It was pretty cool to see the, the night start to get a little bit brighter at Cascade Ponds, start to realize that uh, the sun is, is starting to rise. Yeah, it was just, I had a blast. Um, I've never actually been to Cascade Ponds and I've never been to Vermilion at night. I've actually, I've been there once at night, but it was in the winter. Vermilion is something that's super popular, but I haven't really gone out too much. When I was right. living in Banff, I got out to more, uh, Minnewonka and Tujac way more than I got to Vermilion just cause, uh, couldn't really tell you why. I just wasn't really interested in Vermilion, but, um, it's have, such a beautiful location. I do have one funny thing about Vermilion that I had to laugh about was, um, back when I lived in Alberta, I... I stopped in at uh, Vermilion in August of last year, and I got a really cool photo of Vermilion. It is actually one of my most popular photos on my Instagram account, just with the amount of reach that I got. And it's a really cool photo of Vermilion with a nice warm feeling to it, as well as a planet above it, and the planet was Mars. 
Well, this time around, we got there, and the Milky Way was already way past Vermilion, so we got uh, Jupiter right above Vermilion. If I put the two photos beside each other, they look almost identical, but they're two different planets. So I basically got the photo that I've already had in the past, except this time it's uh, Jupiter instead of Mars. So I had to laugh about that just because the it looks like I went to Alberta and got the exact same photo. Yeah, so Friday night was spent at, at Tujac Lake and, and Vermilion Lake and Cascade Ponds, and it was just a fantastic night with... There was a little bit of smoke in the air, but it, uh, it wasn't enough to drown out the detail in the Milky Way and the stars, as well as the reflections were absolutely perfect. Well, then night number two, Saturday night, we planned to go out to uh, Moraine Lake. So, unfortunately, Dylan couldn't make it out that night, but we actually, between me and another friend of mine from Alberta, we stopped in at Morant's Curve. That was our first night, was, first stop was Morant's Curve. So, drove out from Calgary. We basically waited for about 30 to 45 minutes and got a nice train going through the shot. I actually got a really cool meteor in the, in the shot as well from Morant's Curve. And then, uh, shortly after we had that train come through and got some dark skies, we continued up the road and got to Moraine Lake. Now, if you've ever been to Moraine Lake, it's the most beautiful place on Earth. It's, it's, uh, you can't even explain how gorgeous of a location it is. But unfortunately, it's so busy that even throughout the week, you have to go at night. And if you don't go at night, you don't expect to get a, a parking spot at the top. You have to take the shuttle and and uh, and worry about that so what we i've always done is go at night and get some photos at the top of the rock pile so my friend adam and i went to the very top of the rock pile got seated in our nice spot and met a few other friends there and we took some photos there until uh blue hour right uh, as the sun was about to rise and then we took off and headed back to alberta but we got some great photos with the Milky Way lined up directly over top of uh, Moraine Lake, and the water was crystal clear, not a single cloud in the sky. As soon as sunrise happened, that's when it started to cloud over and made the sunrise even better for the people that stayed around. Unfortunately, we didn't, but uh, it was just an incredible night with just crystal clear skies, perfect reflections, and just calm water. The The water at, at Moraine Lake is is really blue too so it's kind of weird to see with your own eyes um, and then we headed back to alberta or back to calgary and got back to the house around uh, six o'clock in the morning and got rested up for the next night which was three sisters just outside of canmore yeah and three sisters was great um I should just repeat what I said before. <laughs> yeah, to, to give you an idea where Three Sisters is, is Three Sisters, as soon as you're driving into Canmore, you have the Bow Valley Parkway, which kind of runs alongside the mountains. And then as soon as you get past that, there's a little dog park where you just pull in and park as if you're going to take your dog to the dog park. And then there's a bit of a, a drainage ditch where you, you walk down this drainage ditch with uh, lots of rocks and um, you're able to follow this tiny little pathway and then it opens up after about a quarter of a kilometer and you are left with this great view of the three sisters which is just three mountains beside each other which are uh, all encapsulated in one mountain and then you also have a tiny little pond and I, when I mean tiny I mean like this pond is barely big enough to swim in but it makes it looks really good in the photos and it really looks like it's big enough that you could enjoy it it looks like a lake really in the photos but it's just a tiny little pond a little stream that you open up to 
So, like Dylan said, it's a little bit of an interesting walk. It's not a bad walk by any means, but because it's in bear country and because it's kind of off the beaten path, it feels a little weird to be there. So it's nice to go in a big group of people. So there's four of us that went out to this location and set up and took some photos with the Milky Way lined up absolutely perfectly in line with the three sisters and got some amazing photos there. Yeah, it was a beautiful night. We had, uh, I was really concerned about the conditions because um, I live just outside the mountains and like the closest town you can be in without uh, being in the mountains. And uh, when I was driving in, it just looked absolutely cloudy as hell right over the mountains. Like there's a thick layer of clouds just covering everything. And I thought, oh man, this is going to be a bust of a night. But because Justin's up here, we got lucky as hell the whole night. Uh, the, the whole weekend actually everything every night we went out was just perfect and tonight was no other we got there and there wasn't even any clouds in the sky i guess the ones i was seeing were like maybe way way south or whatever i don't know but as soon as we got there it was perfect i uh i brought my girlfriend along so we all met up in the dog park we walked across and it can be a little bit sketchy like i am uh i'm very i'm not a, a country boy i was not raised uh, near woodlands so it's a little bit nerve-wracking going into some of these places just because uh it, it's really really far out of my uh, environment that i'm used to um and this was no, not this was this was one of them but everything turned out to be all right um and it was just a beautiful night we got there we set up uh our buddy was playing some music so we weren't really worried about any animals coming about um, because we were kind of making a lot of noise and making sure nothing was up or anything, right? That's kind of what you want to do when you're out shooting. And I felt really comfortable um, right after we set up and we were just sitting there chit-chatting, shooting away, and the reflection is just beautiful. It's shallow, so um, even if there's a little bit of wind, you can still get pretty good reflections, but it was pretty much a windless night. No mosquitoes. It was just it was a perfect night in a perfect location. And it was beautiful watching Three Sisters and seeing the Milky Way just go stretch across the sky as the night goes on. And we got some great photos. We went for that classic view. We didn't really get um, creative with it, but that's all right with me. Um, none of us, I don't think any of us have been to the Three Sisters before. And it was just, uh, it was a beauty to be there. I don't regret going at all. It actually makes me want to go kind of when the first snowfall happens, when you still have that reflection with a little bit of snow there. So it definitely got my mind thinking about uh, ways I can be more creative and uh, really take advantage of that area in the future. It was such a, if anybody is ever out in uh, Kenmore area, for sure take up the Three Sisters because it is, uh, it's a location you can't miss. I don't get, um, I'm one of those people where I don't get wowed by much, but that place really took me off my, um, off my feet there. It was beautiful. I loved being there. Oh, me too. It was pretty gorgeous. And one thing I really like about that location is that it's right in Kenmore, like, in the photos, you can actually see a pretty bright light, and that's uh, that's part of Canmore. Like you can actually see Canmore in the photos, but it's Canmore isn't too big, so it actually shows up pretty nice and uh, doesn't drown out the photos too much. So it's, it's like uh, that. It's like that perfect spot, and I think it's actually, um, if I recall correctly, because I uh, my chef used to be there and I used to babysit uh, his kids in that area. If I remember correctly, I. Th think it's the three sisters village that creates that um that light pollution there um which is just like a little community full of condos and houses up there it's called the three sisters community or something like that yeah i think you're right i think it's uh it's dead man's flats which is what causes the bright lights it could be that too yeah they're pretty close together because uh the three sisters community is like in between canmore and dead man's flats i think yeah. if i'm remembering correctly it's been a while yeah. since I've been in the neighborhoods there, but 
Man, I love the park so much. I've been, uh, I'm so happy. I've been, I've been shooting way more in the mountains and the prairies, and that weekend just really cemented how how awesome it is to be able to shoot in some of these locations that people dream about on a regular basis. It's it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I spent uh, I spent three nights in the mountains total, all three nights, all night long. I mean, uh, the night that we went to Three Sisters, we did we packed up around one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, but that's almost all night long in this time frame. Um, but yeah, I came out with about th- almost 3,000 photos in total at the end of the weekend. So I'm pretty happy with how the weekend was. It was also just nice to get out and kind of get back into the traveling mode. Uh, so I, I'm pretty happy with how that weekend went. It was great to get out and chase again. Yeah, for a lot of photographers, summer means, you know, these extraordinary hikes, awesome summits and stuff like that. But for a lot of people, including us, we uh, we got really demotivated when summer came. You know, we're pretty much strictly nighttime photographers. And even I've had to kind of go out of my comfort zone and start shooting sunsets and sunrises and stuff, which I was not used to at all. So we had a bit of a slow start to summer, and I'm not, especially for me, I uh, took me a long time to kind of get used to it because I love my dark, long nights. And uh, I think uh, next summer, this summer really opened my eyes to the possibilities that you can shoot in the summertime that we didn't take advantage of. And I'm definitely going to plan some more outings uh, for just day trips even um next summer because there's there's a lot of things that you can see and hike to that are just amazing and i never really had that experience yet so i'm really excited for next summer this summer was really an eye-opening experience for sure and uh i think uh justin seems to come down about every summer too so i'm I'm sure we're going to plan something for next year that's going to be just as epic as this adventure we had this year absolutely um yeah actually about three years ago i took a lot of photos during the day i was still trying to figure out what kind of niche i liked with photos and uh and i did take a fair bit of of daytime photos i took some flower photos and some sunsets and just the regular kind of photos that everyone takes and uh, about two years ago almost to the dot i decided that i was going to focus my my time strictly on nighttime photography so i actually made the agreement to myself that i'm going to stop taking photos during the day so what that means is i completely leave my camera at home during the day with the one exception being storms just because those are quite enjoyable for me to chase uh, but I don't chase, I don't take photos during the day. Anything sunsets, you know, even if the sunset is amazing, I'll pull up my phone and take a quick snap of it. Uh, but I don't take anything during the day. I'll leave my camera back at home. If I'm doing a hike, I'll leave it at home and enjoy the hike with my own eyes. And then when it comes to nighttime, that's when I'll pull up my camera and start taking photos. So my photography is strictly landscape astrophotography and aurora photography. So that's where it's kind of nice to get out and see and see the new new areas and all that but especially in the summer it's really difficult for me to get out just because when for me when i was i'd have nighttime from about 12 45 until about two o'clock at the latest i'd have dark skies to photograph so it was kind of getting a little bit difficult for me to get out and, and photograph new things when i only have an hour or so yeah it almost feels like not worth it right because you're going out and you only have like a couple hours and like People who go out at night understand that like two hours is like sometimes like depending on what you're shooting is like rarely enough time to get everything you want. And it can it can really make or break your night out. Sometimes you like you don't even think it's worth it because it's like I only have two hours by the time I get there and set up and shoot like only have this amount of data, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's a lot that can go wrong, right? 
Oh, and absolutely. Uh, it's very demotivating in the summer, I think, especially because we're a little bit more north than a lot of people. It can be very demotivating. But I think uh, I I started to embrace the daytime shoots a little bit more. I mean, I think my specialty and what I want to focus on more is definitely nighttime stuff. But I feel like at a certain point, it's kind of, uh, for me, I just got too too bored of going out at night. I'm like, I got to get some sunsets in. I got to get some sunset or some sunrises and just kind of do something a little bit different. And um, seeing some other photographers in the Rockies, especially, there's some really cool stuff you can see during the daytime that can make some beautiful photos. So I think I'm going to start expanding my reach. Of course, my main focus will always be Aurora and astronomy stuff, but Man, sometimes some of these daytime hikes that I've seen are just absolutely stunning. And I want to, I really want to experience them. Not even for like the photos, just just to like just experience them personally, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another thing that we can touch on quickly was uh Noxlucent clouds. And I mean, oh, you man. might not be super intrigued by them as much as I am, and I don't know why, but I live for Noxlucent clouds. They're probably one of my top favorite things just because they're so cool. And I and I don't know what it is. I don't. They're just literally clouds up, really high up, and they glow. But so so as, you know a lot more about these noctilucent clouds than I do. I've taken a few photos of them. I like seeing them. Uh, but you seem to really be the expert here. Do you just want to give like a little bit of an explanation of like how they form, what they are, kind of? You know what I mean? Yeah. So noctilucent clouds are made up of ice crystals way up high, so eighty kilometers high. And to give you an idea, a jet flies around thirty kilometers high. So they're really high up. They're as high as the aurora, and, and in fact, the aurora is even taller than that. They goes from eighty to like two hundred kilometers. All right. But thank you for uh, listening to Behind the Chase episode five. This was a yeah. really fun podcast yeah. to record. We're going to be doing them more uh, frequently, and we're going to be getting in a couple uh, guests along the way. So we're really excited to introduce you to some of the people that we uh, find inspiration from and that we follow and uh, are kind of friends in a way. And we're excited to introduce these people to you. So I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. If you have any recommendations for who you'd like to see on the podcast, uh, please feel free to reach out to Dylan or myself. We're always looking for more people to have out on, on the podcast. So. If you've got uh, a friend or, or anything like that that uh, is really into astrophotography, just uh, feel free to shoot us a message and recommend them to the, the podcast. Yeah, we're always looking for new people that we can learn from and also share the knowledge with you guys so you guys can take better photos and learn from people who do it almost pretty much full time. Um, so yeah, please send the recommendations our way. Make sure to check out both of us on all our social medias. You can find me at Dylan Kaniski Photo, and you can find Justin at um, J, what uh, Aurora J Anderson Photography. On, no, just Aurora J Anderson. Um, all okay, over sorry, the place. Aurora J Anderson on any social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, maybe Pinterest. I don't know, but you can find it anywhere. So make sure to check us out. We both have websites. We both have all the social media. So please check us out and uh, please send any recommendations. And it was great talking to all you guys again. And we're going to be coming out with more regular podcasts now that we're back in the groove of things. And we figured out a direction to go that isn't just talking about Aurora because Aurora does have, uh, you know, lack times. I guess not lack times, but it has the dead season, right? So... We look forward to uh, welcoming you all back to the podcast and talking to you about more things than just Aurora because we're it's behind the chase. We're talking about everything chasing. So anything in the night sky is all games. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.